0: my podcast about this is a podcast where we get together on a fortnightly basis to discuss random topics to see if we can find out what our podcast is about my name is keith ramsey and as always i am joined by matthew grace hello and peter Akerley. peter acrely
1: can you not hear me howdy
0: This is the second time this has happened. I'm starting to think you're doing it on purpose. Is this a bit. I
1: swear to God I'm not. I say hello each time, and then you get real quiet, and I think you're fucking with me if I had to guess.
2: Oh,
0: the only person that can break this tie is Matt. Matt, what's happening?
2: Yeah, I didn't hear him when he first potentially said it.
1: Alright, so Discord just doesn't like me. That's cool. Good to know.
0: Seems to be. Uh, Well, aside from Peter's poor mic problems, uh, how have you guys been?
1: Uh, I have been well. Same old,
2: can't say anything new has happened.
0: What do you mean nothing new has happened? The Spider-Man trailer came out.
1: That's true. That was fucking hype. I am now really... Well, I was already looking forward to the movie. But now that we've actually seen the trailer, and we see for sure that uh, Alfred Molina is coming back as Doc Ock, and it's very heavily implied that uh, Willem Dafoe is coming back as Green Goblin.
0: Yeah, his laugh is in the trailer when we see the pumpkin bomb.
1: Yeah, uh, I believe... While no one else is explicitly shown or suggested in the trailer, uh, I believe there's some stuff that could indicate Electra's there as well. As well, I believe Jamie Foxx has been confirmed to be cast as the same character he was from the Andrew Garfield one.
0: Yeah, we saw lightning Um, and sand.
1: Yeah, there's also people suggesting that there's a shadow that's uh, a lizard. But other than that, I can't think of there's a couple people that people suggest like I think the other one is people claim that uh birdman's or not birdman fuck vultures coming back <laughs> uh, Tony Hawk's gonna be in the movie uh unfortunately, I mean fuck I don't know maybe um so yeah, we got a lot of cool casting. It might even like based on the theories people have been putting out, they seem to think that there are going to be potentially six uh, characters from Spider-man's Rogues gallery showing up in this movie, which, Uh, Is a very sinister number for those people who are familiar with uh, Spider-Man's lore. The trailer just looks good, man. They're bringing in some uh, multiverse stuff with that movie.
0: I always thought two was the loneliest number, which makes it the most sinister.
1: Man, you're never truly alone as long as you've got friends. Or family. Um, Or family. Also, both of those statements kind of go without saying. If you have friends or family, clearly you're not alone. But if you have self-respect, then you're desperately desperately alone I don't know movie looks good it looks like this one might be so it seems kind of like uh, they're setting it up so that WandaVision uh, Loki and this movie all seem to take place kind of around the same time which means the three could be uh, inciting incidences for the multiverse this one seems to be the most explicitly inciting whereas the other two just kind of subtly hinted at it who knows we'll see it looks good
0: yeah, there's a lot of theories definitely going around on this one uh the one i uh, found the most enjoyable is that dr strange is actually mephisto
1: yes i saw that fucking theory and i loved it uh i like the basis of the theory is actually not just memeing on the mephisto has to be a character somewhere in the mcu but is legitimately based on the fact that this plot line seems to follow the plot line where Peter Parker's name gets out as Spider-Man. And so uh, when someone attempts to kill him, they accidentally kill Aunt May. And so Peter tries to take everything back and Mephisto makes a deal with him saying he'll revert everyone's memories, but he has to also give up uh, his relationship with MJ.
0: Yeah. That's um, the one more day uh, comic arc.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, one of the key details is in that comic arc, he doesn't go to Mephisto first. He goes to Dr. Strange first. And Dr. Strange says this is some very dark and dangerous and unpredictable magic. I absolutely refuse to do it. Whereas in this fucking trailer, Dr. Strange is immediately on board with casting the spell to the point where Wong comes out and he's like, don't cast the spell. And Dr. Strange is like, don't worry. I won't cast the spell. Wink. Uh, so Did you just wink out loud? No. No. <laughs> So I think it's, there's a basis for the belief that Doctor Strange is Mephisto, but I like it purely because it's just leaning into the memes of trying to find Mephisto in the MCU.
0: At this point, it feels like they can't do Mephisto in any way because everyone's (laughs) going to be disappointed.
1: No matter how they choose to include Mephisto, the act of including Mephisto is ruined.
0: It comes out uh, in December, so I'm looking forward to that. Between now and then, we do have uh, Shang-Chi and the Eternals to enjoy.
1: Yeah, both of those should be rather enjoyable. That was another theory I heard, was that uh, Doctor Strange isn't actually Mephisto, but one of the uh, deviants from the Eternals, because supposedly the leader of the deviants is a deviant who has shape-shifting type powers and likes to take on the form of other humans throughout history. So, one of the theories is that he takes on the form of Doctor Strange to try and fuck up the universe. Um... But I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens.
0: Exactly. Uh, and other no news. No point uh, in theory crafting. In uh, other news, as well, uh, since we're slowly just becoming a monkey ball announcement uh, podcast, uh, Morgana from Persona Five is now going to be in the game as well. Of course.
2: Out of all it's the characters, it's not
1: that I don't believe you, but every time you say one of these things, I have to Google it to confirm it because it <laughs> sounds like it's fake. Out of Your all the characters, it makes certainly, the
2: sense. Yeah certainly makes the most sense out of the Persona 5 roster.
1: Okay. Morgana's the cat. That makes more sense. <laughs> uh, still, uh, it does sound fake every time you list one of these characters that's running. But hey, at least we're getting Jet Set Radio in the form of Monkey Ball.
0: That's true. Yeah, we're just getting a lot of like crossovers right now. Like Engine Impact's getting Aloy from uh, Horizon.
1: Did we already meme about the fact that this game's just taking over uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate in the form of having the most characters to the point where it's going to get Waluigi before Super Smash Bros. does? Yeah, i believe that was a joke sure we did. Make. Okay. I just wanted to make sure the joke had been made.
0: Although there is still one more Smash character to get announced, so who knows?
1: Fucking he just... Uh, Masahiro Sakurai just comes out and reveals Waluigi, he's finally caving to peer pressure
0: But then, but Waluigi, before he actually gets the letter, uh, something comes from the sky crushing him, and what is it? Super Monkey Ball
1: Oh, if they actually put the monkey, uh, what's his name? Ai from Super Monkey Ball in, instead of fucking Waluigi
0: <laughs>
1: And then the next day is when we get the reveal that Super Monkey Ball is going to have Waluigi
0: Yeah, they traded places but Aya yeah, is no done, like, longer was...
1: Super Monkey Ball. The default character is Waluigi. <laughs> oh fuck, that would be spectacular.
2: Uh, and at this really, point, I wouldn't be surprised if the next Super Monkey Ball characters are the Dragonborn.
0: <laughs> it really, it is feeling like at that point where anything could be possible because of the, the one—I mean, to be fair, they have been mainly Sega-based characters with a few outliers there, but still.
2: We'll see what comes
0: next. Uh, And the last thing to mention uh, was we're getting a new Saints Row game, but it looks like it's kind of a reboot of the franchise.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's a, what's the phrase, like a soft reboot? Yeah. Um, Which is interesting. I am legitimately surprised that they're doing this because... When they went with, uh, fuck, what was the game called? Like, Agents of Mayhem or something like that? Yeah. they it, That's the, made by the same studio who made the original Saints Row's game. And when that one came out, the studio was, like, very open about the fact that they were done making Saints Row's game. They didn't want that to be the only thing they did. And it looks very clear that because the games they've made since then, specifically Agents of Mayhem, did so fucking poorly that now they're just, like... Alright, we'll just keep making what we know we can sell. So, back to Saints Row it is. If Rockstar can
0: only sell Grand Theft Auto, then by God, can we only sell Saints Row.
1: <laughs> if Rockstar can specifically only sell Grand Theft Auto 5, we might as well make a Saints Row 5.
0: That's also fair. Maybe that. Maybe that's why Rockstar hasn't made uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 yet. They need Saints Row 5 to come out.
1: Yeah, we need to alternate releases between Saints Rows and uh, Grand Theft Autos, which is explicitly not true, because most of the Saints Row came out uh, not in sequence with uh, uh, Grand Theft Autos. Oh, didn't well, that... they?
2: Well, that and GTA 5 is still a money printing machine for them.
1: Yeah, it's a lot cheaper to make a single aspect of DLC and get people to still pay money for it than it is to uh, make a whole new game.
0: I mean, let's be honest. At this point, it's just GTA Online.
1: Yeah, It is. It's n- no one plays the base game anymore. They just play the online game. Because legitimately, the online game, which initially started as just a way to fuck around with friends, has gotten to the point where it has significantly more content than the uh, offline game.
0: Yeah, that is true. It, like The story is much longer and uh, a bit more wilder.
1: Yeah. Which is weird, because the base game is like three stories in one. You're playing as different characters traveling around. It's a whole fucking thing.
0: Although, there are other rumors of GTA 6 in production, so who knows? Maybe we'll get that one.
1: What if they rush it now just to get GTA 6 out just before Saints Row 5? <laughs> just so that they can, like, dunk on Saints Row.
0: Or they pull the move if they release it on the same day.
1: Ooh, that'd be fun.
2: See which one comes out on top. But I think we know the answer to
1: that. Saints Row 5, we do indeed
2: actually uh simpsons hit and run
1: oh if they came with there was was there two of those do i remember correctly that there was a okay. hit and run so, and two? so there was
0: simpsons hit and run and there was simpsons road rage
1: that's what i'm thinking of anyways if they make a if they pump out games to the point where they can make simpsons hit and run five and release <laughs> it the same day as sims as saints row five and uh fucking GTA uh, dta six I think I know for a fact which one would sell the most. And it's the one that's a garbage can because they printed three games in that short of time.
0: Uh, I would like to point out that Simpsons Hit and Run, the reason we never got more is because Rockstar did sue them.
1: Yeah, because it was very blatantly a Grand Theft Auto ripoff.
0: Yeah, and Simpsons Road Rage was just like a twisted metal type like arcade driving game.
1: Yeah. Oh, didn't Simpsons Hit and Run also get a uh... Sued by Crazy Taxi, because they ripped off mechanics from Crazy Taxi as well.
0: It might have been Crazy Taxi and not uh, Grand Theft Auto, now that I think about it. Wait, well, no, it was Road Rage got the Crazy Taxi suing. Because that's of those... right. Oh, good Jesus.
1: Time. What what good games? <laughs> not the Simpsons ones, the other games we talked about earlier. Super Monkey Ball, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's
0: Super Monkey Ball is the ultimate game, clearly.
1: Of course. I guess I got one more thing I want to share, which is that uh, two days after this podcast comes out, uh, another podcast comes out. So if you're listening to this live in two days on Wednesday, uh, the first episode of Farewell to Evangelion, the podcast that me and Keith started to uh, discuss Evangelion comes out. So check that out if you're interested in Evangelion or if you're just interested in me and Keith. We're uh, also personalities who participate in that show
0: i mean that's mostly correct
1: and if you're a fan of matt and he's the only reason you listen to this podcast then i understand and i apologize deeply
2: cool
0: oh well with that then we can get right into the topic of the day uh so uh, for this episode we are going to be talking about shaolin soccer
2: now an amazing movie isn't that right peter
0: yeah, if I believe correctly, uh, Peter stopped once and almost stopped in the same spot again. And I do have to ask at the top of this, what spot was this? All
1: right, so to to clarify, uh, Keith lent me this movie a long time ago. Uh, well, not a long time ago, like pretty much right as Halifax was going into lockdown for the second time. Uh, Keith lent me this DVD uh, so that I could watch it if I was interested. Uh, I think he also sold it pretty hard as a fantastic movie uh and i I I do not regret
0: anything i said
1: yep uh i made it about halfway through the movie i stopped watching i decided i was never going to watch this movie because it was terrible and then as soon as i shared that information with you guys we decided to do a podcast on this and thus forced me to watch the entire movie uh so last night i watched this movie again made it to almost the exact same point decided to stop watching and then realized because we're doing a podcast, that's not an option and forced (laughs) myself to watch the rest of the movie. Um, Specifically, it was uh, the scene where uh, the main character first meets uh, the sweet roll making uh, kung fu artist, the master of Tai Chi. Uh, Yeah, Mui. Um, And uh, he does the whole dancing segment uh, talking about how dancing's a great thing once you have fire in your heart. And then uh, gives her shoes and steals another sweet roll and runs away. And at that point, I was just like, this movie is just not for me.
0: I do need to let you know something, Peter. That's not the halfway point.
1: I know. (laughs) I just decided that I was fully fed up and it was the half of the movie I was going to see, even if it wasn't half of the movie. I realized it wasn't halfway through when I actually watched it again. It just felt like halfway through because I thought I had been watching the movie for about two hours.
0: To be fair, the the dance number is probably one of the best parts of the movie. I just need to
1: explode. I disagree.
2: (laughs) And then the shop owner just promptly puts an end to it.
1: Thank God someone did. (laughs) All right, so that's how much of the movie I watched. I watched it uh, one and a quarter times.
0: Yeah. So the purpose of Shaolin Soccer is we're following a uh, martial artists who studied Shaolin Kung Fu and a disgraced soccer uh, star who wants to coach a team to prove that he's still good at the game and also the money. The money is very important.
1: Yeah, there's a million dollar prize uh, that the team's theoretically going to split between the seven of them uh, when they win the tournament
0: yeah so he wants to make more people study Shaolin, and the other guy wants recognition and money, so they team up, gather the rest of the Shaolin brothers, and then form a soccer team to beat team evil, the big bad guys of the movie yes uh now
1: sorry sorry, go ahead.
0: I would say the the movie kind of does a cold open with a black and white scene of uh <laughs> the disgraced soccer star back when he was younger uh when he mm-hmm. agrees to mm-hmm throw the game, and then gets his leg broken in a riot, which is the stupidest thing ever.
2: Yep.
1: But they justify it because the uh, Hung, the leader of Team Evil, explicitly says that he paid the rioters to break his leg. So, it doesn't not make sense. It makes perfect sense.
0: No, the thing I find the funniest about this is the guy runs out onto the field and with a baseball bat at a soccer game.
2: Yep.
1: What are you supposed to bring to a soccer game? A soccer bat? You're not making any sense, Keith.
0: I mean, there's like there's multiple different things he could have brought that just wasn't a baseball bat.
2: And thanks to that, Mr. Goldenleg, as he's known, spends the rest of his life hobbling around, and somehow, or for some reason, works for the guy who made him throw the game.
1: So, here's the thing I don't get, is... Well, uh, the thing is very ambitious of me to say, uh, <laughs> but the thing about this scene in particular that I don't get, which is, uh, the the golden Lag guy, uh, Fung, sorry, uh, he is clearly like working as like a janitor or something for the coach of Team Evil, uh, and uh, makes a comment about how can he coach a team now because Hung promised to let him coach a team, and Hung says, nope, not going to happen. You should have learned a long time ago. I was never going to let you coach a team. And then clearly, uh, fun gets a little bit upset. And that's when he brings up the fact, but I let you, or I missed that goal because you made me a deal, which raises the question. What the fuck was the agreement they had? Did Fung play along with a deal where he missed a goal and then worked as a janitor for 20 years? And then in that distant future, he could coach a soccer team? Was that uh, the fucking agreement that they had? Because
2: from my perspective, it looks like he threw a game that would have solidified him as the world's best soccer player. Uh, So
0: uh, here's where a lot of problems I find uh, about this movie happen. The English release, which uh, I believe both of you did watch, has scenes cut from the original Chinese release. And now this is mainly like jokes or things they felt wouldn't do well with audiences. And uh, the opening scene actually shows that Goldenleg is also kind of an asshole. Because the opening scene begins in the uh, the Chinese version with uh, them in the locker room. And he's uh, the guy who later becomes the villain is trying to give him a check. He's like, if we throw this game, we can get lots of money. And he's like, oh, how dare you, uh, but I need to tie my shoe in. You know how he make ties the shoe on top, or polishes the shoe on top of the guy's head? He does that, but ties his shoe to the villain. So, already, Goldenleg is kind of an asshole. And then, he's, he's about to leave, he just snatches the check away from him. He's like, fine.
1: Okay, that makes a bit more sense, but yes. <laughs> the U.S. release of the movie. It's, like, it's not explicitly said, but it comes off across, like, the deal that Goldenleg made was he misses the goal, and 20 years later gets to coach a fucking Little League soccer team.
0: As for his role with Team Evil, I think he's kind of like an assistant for something that has to do with like the equipment or something like that.
1: Okay. I guess that yeah, he's, makes sense, too. He's, he's the carrying, ball he yeah, he carrying the, the balls. soccer
0: ball, so I assume he's some sort of assistant to somebody that's more engaged with the team and not just cleaning.
1: Fair. Anyways, the movie's trash, that's all. Um... <laughs> So yeah, we move from there to fucking Steel Lag, uh, who is explaining that he has perfected uh, this is another one that I feel like has to have been a mistranslation or a weird choice on the localization for the US version. Um, but he explains that after watching a lot of Bruce Lee movies, he perfected a kick uh, and so he uses that kick um, Nope, that's exactly it. But then, like in a later scene, it's revealed that he trained at a Shaolin temple for years. So, was his training at a Shaolin temple just watching Bruce Lee movies?
0: Not quite. It was more of he was a fan of Bruce Lee, and that inspired him. But then he also trained Shaolin.
1: Oh, okay, that makes sense. I guess where yeah, we're...
2: we we meet Golden Leg. Or not golden leg, a uh, mighty steel leg. yeah, when goldenleg is uh, storms out of the building and just walking, mumbling down the street, and he sees some soccer games on the TV in a storefront window, and he randomly hears some guy's voice. It's like, that's not how you kick. and turn around and you see steel egg just stretching on bags of empty cans.
0: Yeah, and the the whole thing of him explaining how, like, these people's lives would be so much better if they knew Shaolin is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. That was
2: so weird.
0: <laughs> and then it gets paid what? off at the end.
2: Yeah, well, that was the part that made it even better, where, like, the flash to, like, the imaginary Shaolin master or kung fu master, like, doing all of these tasks, making things, making life easier. And it just cuts back to the street, and it's Golden dressed up as that guy, and he just tears the costume off.
1: Oh, I assume the payoff at the end is like the final scene of the movie, where clearly everyone has started practicing Shaolin techniques. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the you end, see the, the woman the movie slip movie on the banana off. peel and be fine. The other you one see parks the, woman the car. Park her car with the iron fist technique, and then the guy's
0: doing the dancing sword to trim the hedges.
1: Yep. That one, it doesn't seem like his life is significantly more efficient. The other <laughs> two I can kind of get behind. That guy seems like it's about as efficient as what he was already doing.
2: Except more stylish, because it's with a sword.
0: He's fancy now. can dance. And sword swing.
1: He can dance if he wants to. He can leave his friends behind.
0: Well, he had no friends, clearly, sp- in that scene.
1: I'm gonna stop there and not just start singing safety dance. Um, so... Fucking, uh, we lose track of Golden Leg for a while and start falling.
2: Leaves thinking, "Mighty Steel Leg is." Well, you're forgetting the part where
0: he gives him this card about learning Shaolin, and it's just like crudely drawn onto a piece of paper.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, it's very clear. Well, it's not just crudely drawn onto a piece of paper. It's very clearly, at least in the U.S. localization version. Like, a digital overlay on top of the piece of paper that Buddy's holding. Yeah. And, like, the letter clips over his hand and shit. Yeah. Uh, pretty spectacular. Um, but, yeah, yeah, he
0: fucks off. Yeah, he kicks off the can of beer. And the guy's like, what, you expect me to be impressed
2: or something? Despite the fact that the can went into, essentially, orbit. Yeah. Well, we know it didn't go into orbit because it no, landed it in Japan. Down. Yeah.
1: In Japan?
2: Um, no, in the same city. It was city. But lodged in a brick wall.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, so yeah, that is a golden leg story. Uh, we now forget about him for the rest of the movie. I mean, <laughs> he still appears in later scenes, but we just don't bother thinking about him. Uh, and we start following Mighty Steel leg. Because despite the fact
2: that uh, it's his dream now to uh, coach a team. The movie is all about Steel Egg and his love for kung fu,
1: his desire to spread Shaolin to the world. Uh, where he first comes up with the idea about singing about Shaolin, that would work. Nope, that's slightly after the next scene. The next yeah, scene is him selling means. the cans for yeah. twenty cents.
0: Then he goes to Mui uh, and gets well. He finds her and then sees her doing like Tai Chi to <laughs> make
1: sweet buns. Yep, delicious, delicious sweet buns that are perfectly balanced in flavor and texture because of her Tai Chi. Falls in love with her skills. But not her. That's made explicitly clear. He falls in love with her technique, but not her as a person.
0: Yeah. And then we get the amazing singing uh, situation that we mentioned before.
1: We get a singing situation like mentioned before. Yeah, He can't pay
2: for his steam buns, so it suggested that he go sing in the subway for quarters like that
1: guy over there. I did really enjoy uh, the fucking, the scene for the sole reason of him being like, alright, how about this? How about I take sweet buns now, pay you tomorrow? And she's like, no. And he's like, good, 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 good. You're making the right choice. You're very wise and powerful. But, like, we're both like masters of Shaolin styles. Uh, How about you just let me have something? She's like, no. And he's like, good, 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 good. Like I really enjoyed her just repeatedly turning him down and him like praising her for turning him down while still trying to talk into getting free sweet buns. And then he just fucking steals some and runs away.
0: It's pretty Uh, good. Also in the uh, Chinese version of this uh, scene, there's an extra part where, uh, you know how it goes from each person getting like the fire in their eyes. One of them has a little bit extra scene. That's the second guy to join where after the guy does like, oh, I just need to, you know, dance and all that. And he goes to another guy and he looks over and he's like, I always wanted to be a choreographer in a dance video. And then you see the fire get up in his eyes and he rips off his clothes. (laughs) (laughs) He starts dancing topless.
1: Sure, that might as well happen.
0: I'm just saying they explain why they're so well choreographed in that scene with that one little extra bit. Of course. And then I think some of the best stuff uh for the rest of the movie is actually uh ironhead or is it steelhead uh,
1: it is ironhead. ironhead.
0: yeah ironhead uh when he's interacting with him
1: yes uh so we get uh we get introduced to Ironhead. uh and we find out that he's one of uh mighty steel legs brothers yeah we got uh uh,
0: Hook Leg, uh Lightning iron Hand
1: shirt. slash Empty Hand.
0: Yep. Uh, iron J- Shirt. Yeah, Iron Shirt. Uh, lightweight.
1: Yep. Yeah, Brother Lightweight. Uh, I think that's it.
0: Yeah, I believe that is it.
1: Yep. Yeah, Mighty Steel Leg, Iron Head, Hooking Leg, Iron Shirt, Empty Hand, and Lightweight. Yeah, that's the six of them. They all have their own specialized form of Shadowland that they perfected. That would fit surprisingly well in a soccer game if you took the time to study it. And the fact but that, uh, they
2: all are down on their luck and poor and next to homeless.
1: I mean, Iron Shirt's I doing I would suggest Iron well. Shirt's doing fine. He's talking Iron about Shirt's doing million-dollar deals. Everyone else seems to be down on their luck. In particular, uh, hooking legs seems to be in the worst position purely because of the fact that not only is he now washing dishes and cleaning toilets, he also addresses the fact that he used to be extremely handsome and he's losing his hair, even though he's still extremely handsome. Whereas fucking Mighty Steel Lag over there is very ugly, but gets to keep all his hair. So clearly, Hooking <laughs> Lag is going through some shit right now.
0: Yeah, I think the one who was probably the worst off, just like looking at them, is probably Ironhead.
1: Probably. Very much so.
0: Because, yeah, empty hands, well, he... living in, like, an alleyway and hasn't had a job in six months. But he had a suit.
1: Yeah. Hey, Whereas. Until uh, the Iron... singing
2: incidents. <laughs> I,
1: I did enjoy uh, Ironhead's, like... Because Mighty Steelleg goes and talks to Ironhead and asks if he's still even bothering to practice his Ironhead technique. Uh... And Ironhead comes straight out and says, I use it every day, uh, all the time. I need to constantly practice it. And then immediately it turns to him getting hit over the head with a glass bottle. It's like, oh, so that's how he practices the Ironhead technique. (laughs) Yeah, makes perfect sense.
2: His boss is abusive. Exactly. With only glass bottles.
0: The payoff I love to this, though, is because we have the scene later on where they're singing the Mighty Shaolin song, or whatever the hell it's called. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, where they're singing about
1: <laughs> being Mighty Steel Leg and Iron Head.
0: And they fuck <laughs> up so much and are laughing at their own song that the boss throws the bottle and hits Steel Leg in the head, and he falls over, and then he has a scene where he looks down at the bottle like he didn't realize this hurt people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I also enjoy the fucking, like, gang of soccer players, as we later realize. Uh, coming up to, like, accost them, and they keep hitting fucking Steelleg over the head with a glass bottle, and he's like, I'm not Ironhead, I'm Steelleg, he's Ironhead, and then they look to fucking Ironhead, and they're like, oh, so you're Steelleg, are you? And they just start hitting him in the leg with a bat, and it's yeah. just, it's pretty good.
0: Uh, also, I don't know if you guys caught this, but the owner of the location, he keeps throwing the wine bottles, uh, if you look closely, he also has a holster full of wine bottles.
2: Yep. There's even one scene during the uh, singing where it cuts to the audience. They're not impressed. It cuts over to the boss. He pulls back his jacket and you see two holstered right in his belt.
1: A hundred percent missed to that detail. <laughs> I'll be honest. At this point, I was in the mental stages of I'm not enjoying this movie, but I'm going to get through it. So I don't know how good of pe- attention I was paying at this point in the movie. That's
0: right. I, I, like the movie itself, it gets better as it goes on, unfortunately. <laughs>
2: It's an incredibly dumb movie, but it is incredible in its dumbness.
0: Yeah, and then we move on to the next scene after the the whole club thing, where uh, Steel Leg is going to fight the soccer players.
1: Yeah, uh, and at the same time, uh, we now track down Golden Leg again, and he has found, uh, the can that Steel Leg kicked earlier lodged into a brick wall so completely that it's now integral to the structural integrity of the brick wall. And when he removes the can, the brick wall collapses, Uh, which is convenient because just on the other side of the brick wall is Steel about to get into a fight with the rest of uh, the soccer team.
0: Although I do have to correct you there. He wasn't there to fight. He was there to play soccer. Yes, of course,
1: because he was never going to use Shaolin to fight. That's one thing he promised to his master.
0: Yeah, I see the scene is like pretty fun, but I think it's... Probably one of the weaker action scenes in the movie.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: The best thing about this whole scene is after he beats them all, and there's the guy that's going to do the mantis style. And he's yep. like, hey, do you have any change? He's like, yeah, sure, like 20 cents. Like, okay. He's like, are you stealing from me? It's like, yeah.
1: I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you're a disgrace to because you're Don't terrible. practice again. <laughs> oh, is that mantis style?
2: Suck, never. <laughs> like, yeah, you suck. Never do it again. <laughs>
1: You're bringing a bad name to Shaolin. <laughs> uh so yeah, that's what happens there. Um
0: The best part about this too is that after it all happens and uh Golden Leg is like going up to like inspect his leg, <laughs> he spits on it and starts shiny, it's like, you can use this ability for soccer and He's like, Wait, using sport to play sport better.
1: Uh using Shaolin to play sport, yeah better, yeah. but yeah.
0: I mean it's pretty uh, much using else- sport to play sport better.
1: Yeah, It also refers to uh, his leg as the fatal leg and immediately Mighty Steel Legs like, it's not that dumb thing. It's the Mighty Steel Leg. Obviously, you fucking dweeb. Uh, so, yeah, then this is when we get introduced to all the brothers as they go on the recruitment mission. It's the classic Avengers scene of recruiting all the superheroes to be on the superhero squad. Oh yeah, uh, okay. And everyone says no at first.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like the action especially movie. Especially Ironhead when uh, he was the first one they tracked down, and we get a kind of horror movie. Yeah,
0: playing like the horror music. He's like, no, no, and he's throwing shit.
2: Where Steelleg calls out to Ironhead, he looks over his shoulder. He's like, oh no, He's trying to run away and stumbling over boxes, knocking crates over.
0: I mean, I feel like Steelleg has caused most of the problems for this man's life. Oh yeah. But yeah, we get the very action movie trope thing of everything going on. It's pretty good uh, for, like, the, the hero team up at the end. Now, there's a bit of an extended scene here, which is in the Chinese version I want to mention, because it, I found it was pretty funny, and I it's upsetting that they cut it. But you know how it's kind of just them at the roof at the next scene? It's like, oh, they're not showing up and all that? Yep. There's a bit of a more to that scene that happens beforehand, where you see... uh. Uh, an area of this roof is like a bunch of like vents and stuff. And you find out that that's actually where steel leg lives. <laughs> and the guy's like, man, I can't believe for a janitor, you live on the 59th floor penthouse of this apartment building. Oh, uh, look at all <laughs> this fresh air.
1: That scene was cut as well. That seems like it would have been a good scene.
0: It was it's just golden like shitting on him for like being homeless and living on a building top. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, then we get the the hero pose moment of everyone showing up. And I think this is kind of where, like, Ironhead becomes my favorite character.
1: Sure. Is there a specific reason?
0: Well, it's because, like, all the other ones kind of show up, like, looking cool. Like, lightweight, shows up with a scarf and all that. But then, like, the the character, when uh, Ironhead shows up, he jumps the fence in, like, a bathrobe with a cigarette.
2: And gone is his, uh, I guess wishy-washy unsure nature and he's just arms crossed serious with the cigarette in his mouth for pretty much the rest of the movie when he's not moving and playing soccer
0: yeah like there's so many great scenes from this point on with him where like the person like i think it's their not their first game against uh the street people but the uh first official match and this other team's like laughing look around they look over and they seem to stand in there with a fucking cigarette in his mouth confused (laughs) look and they just start laughing
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then over. the ref comes <laughs> over and forces him to put out his cigarette in his open palm.
0: Yep. Yeah, they all show up for their hero pose, take off their glasses, and they're all in.
1: Yeah, and so then we cut to the training montage where everyone's learning the basics of playing soccer. Because uh, they're all terrible.
0: Uh, now, I do have to go back to Peter here. Uh, what were you thinking at this point?
1: At the, like, uh, training montage point?
0: Yeah, because we know before, you didn't quite make it, like, the first time you didn't get past the uh, sweep button scene. So, now that you were this far, how, how was your mental doing?
1: I... I'll be honest, I was still fairly checked out. I think I started checking back in around the time of their, like, practice match against the Thug team. Okay. Uh, so, at this point, I... Yeah, I I was pretty mentally checked out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you what the fuck was happening here. Uh, there's there's some shit about um, oh god. Let me see if I can uh, remember the scene through sheer force of will. So a uh, main guy uh, kicks the ball into the sky, uh, and then they all like sit around having a picnic for a couple hours until it comes back down. That sounds right. Yep. Yep. Uh then they all start playing soccer. Uh, but uh, Steelleg is not allowed to participate because of the fact that he has no self-control. Oh, fuck, right? I did end up like looking up <laughs> at this point and remembering the very upsetting scene of okay. him being told he has to uh, kick until he can kick a uh, egg without breaking it. Yep. And they specifically take uh, Brother Lightweight's eggs. Uh, so we get the scenes of him <laughs> sucking egg off of uh, Steel Egg's shoe and then sucking egg out of Iron Shirt's mouth. Um,
0: now, this scene is a bit longer. In, actually, not, I shouldn't say this scene. This joke happens a few more times in the Chinese version. <laughs>
1: I feel like it happened exactly enough times in the U.S. version. <laughs>
0: yeah, because initially he breaks the egg on his foot, and then he runs forward and starts eating the egg, but then the, the others pull him off. And then the guy's like, you gotta think faster, and throws the egg onto the crotch of his pants.
1: Yep. <laughs> so. And as
2: as Lightweight starts running to tackle him, breaks free from the other brothers, they're like, uh, what do we do?
0: Yeah, and he throws and the egg And throws in the egg
2: at Ironhead.
0: Uh, now, uh, the, the best part about this joke when it re- returns is it's just a few scenes later during the montage. You know how he's doing, he's actually successfully kicking the egg, but then he like tosses up and catches it and it shatters in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as it shatters in his hand, all of a sudden the screen cuts the lightweight again who looks back really fast and starts <laughs> charging him again. <laughs> and then immediately he gets the egg, another egg and throws it and it happens to land in Steel Shirt's mouth again
1: fuck.
0: And this time when he's pinned this, uh, uh, empty hands, just kind of walks up and snaps a photo with his phone.
1: Makes sense. That seems like the kind of thing you'd want a memory of forever. I guess.
0: I mean, if we had to say anyone was cool out of all these people, it is empty hands.
1: Yep. Yeah. He is the most attractive one, even though he's balding.
0: No, empty hands.
1: But uh, that's not true. The most attractive one is, uh, Oh yeah. Uh, empty Hands not uh hooking like hooking the like Who is dressed
0: like uh, Jet Li at the end? I don't know Jet Li, Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was
1: going to say. That's why Empty Hands is the coolest one because he dresses like Jet Li as a goalie. Uh and we don't even get like a good scene of his skills until the like semi-final match because up until that point no one was able to touch the ball other than the fucking monks.
0: Yeah, except for the uh, definitely not all girls team.
1: Yeah, they're the ones who manage to touch the ball and shoot to score, which is how Empty Hands gets to shine, by catching the ball and then full field throwing it into the enemy net.
2: Not before just essentially, yeah, just not before successfully just blocking the goal over and over and over again as the entire opposing team just takes turns shooting at goal.
1: To be fair, we get that scene a couple times because that is replayed I think like three times in the uh, final match against Team Evil of the entire team crowded around the net and repeatedly shooting at one of the goalies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, This is the only time it works out well for the goalie, if I'm being honest. Except I think the one time they crowd around Team Evil's net and all shoot at that goalie. He works out fine. He's capable and handsome. (laughs) <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, their first, training happens.
0: Yeah, and their first match is against the Thug Team, and I love the opening of this thing where it's like, oh, we're gonna have a clean game, and then all of a sudden the wrench falls out. He's like, oh, I'm uh, a mechanic, and I carry this because I'm on call. And then the fucking hammer pops out.
2: It's like, oh, uh, you know, got to keep my tools close. I uh, tend to lose them all the time.
1: I do really enjoy Golden Legs' response to this, which is, don't worry. I'm aware of your reputation, to which the captain of the thug team's like, oh, so we have an understanding then? It's like, all right, I immediately understand that he clearly just hired the thug team to kick the shit out of Shaolin monks for an hour and a half or however long this soccer game's going to take just to prove a fucking point.
0: (laughs) Well, the guy's even like, "I I I surrender, I surrender. He's like, oh, there's no surrender.
1: Yeah. And then they force him to wear underwear on his head. So that in order to be able to go to the doctor. Um,
2: and then yeah. they get their kung fu back.
1: And I get my attention span back. That is roughly when I started being able to pay attention to the movie again, was uh, when they all get their kung fu back and start dunking on fucking amateurs.
0: Yeah, and then th- most of the thug team ends up joining them.
1: Yep. Out of fear slash respect. She's like, show us your ways. We want to learn Kung Fu too.
0: Uh, which takes us to one of my other favorite scenes, which is where they're trying to register in the team evil coach that like comes over oh, to see yeah. what's going on. And he's like, I got my team. He's like, let me see your team here. And he looks through the, it's like the least intimidating group of people ever.
1: Like, I, are it's all just smoking in the background.
0: Yeah. And the guy laying on the ground just doesn't move.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, like,
2: what's your team called? I like don't Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin? <laughs> okay, fine. You can you can play. This will be
1: hilarious. Not, not only can you pay, I will pay your entry fee because I want to see this team try and fucking play soccer. Little did he know, that one payment would be his demise. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really good, like,
0: sight gags in this movie, just as a whole. Like, they're really good at the comedic timing of, like, having something happen on screen. There's a few jokes that are, like, word jokes that I think are really good, though. Yep. Eh, It sounds like you don't trust me there.
1: I would like examples
2: of good word jokes. uh, uh, Imagine uh, we've lost it on most of the word jokes watching the English version.
0: Well, no, there's some good word jokes in the English version, too. Uh, my favorite one, actually, is at the end, uh, when I believe it's Iron Shirt is about to stand up to Team Evil. He picks up the phone, and he's like, no, don't say anything. I just wanted to let you know that I always <sighs> oh, yeah. loved you. Oh, well, tell your wife I said all of that. Then hangs up the phone.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty fucking good.
0: Uh, in the Chinese version, uh, kind of going back to the movie thing, so... Uh, she ends up kind of falling for him, and she does the whole makeover scene uh, partway through. I think it's just after the halfway point, when they're already kind of a famous team, and they're celebrating.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: They're celebrating at the sweet roll shop. I don't know if that's very apparent in the English version.
1: No, that was clear. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but in this scene, uh, she interacts with the group a lot more, where they're getting her to do poses and stuff and like make jokes. And then she goes back to make sweet buns in her full gear in the... the shop lady comes back and starts like yelling at her and like braiding her and stuff and all of the people like oh stop that like she's fine she can do whatever she wants and then she goes to hit mui and mui starts blocking her with all of her tai chi stuff and like knocks her across the room oh so we get it we get a a view of her actual abilities a bit better in this version
1: yeah
2: yeah a little upset that the english version didn't have that
0: Yeah, there's some scenes that were cut that I found a bit weird that they were. Instead, I believe that scene's cut out and it goes straight from him seeing her for the first time and then to, uh, oh, I don't love you.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, uh, them having their conversation by a tree where uh, they discuss how interested they are in each other and she asks if he's in love with her. And he's like, what? Are you joking? And she's like, nah, I'm completely serious. And he's like, I don't love you. I want to be your friend forever. And she's like, we can still like hang out at the shop. I can still patch your shoes, can't I? And he's like, no, you can't. I have uh, money. I can buy new shoes. I have to always be looking towards the future.
0: Yeah. Which, he kind of phrased it like he's like, I'm not hanging out with you anymore, <laughs> which is a bit
1: yeah. weird. Well, I kind of got the feeling that it was just, I'm not going to use your services to patch my shoes in the future. Uh, and she took it as, I'm never going to hang out with you ever again. Um, like, yes, his phrasing was a bit ambiguous, but I did take it the opposite way, and she just took it as harshly as possible. Um, which is fine, I guess. Yeah,
2: I mean, the only thing that a Steel Leg likes is kung fu.
1: Yep. Good for him. He later learns to love M- Muay. And money. And, and money. money. Yeah, I enjoyed the scene later on where he uh, shaves her head uh, and starts dressing like a monk. Money and he's like... like E.T. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he asks her why she looks like E.T. And she's like, you kept complaining that my hair was in my eyes, blocking my face. So now my hair will never block my face again. Uh, and I find it really telling that he showed no romantic interest in her and kept talking about how much he enjoyed her skills at tai chi and then once she shaves her head and starts dressing like a monk that's when he starts expressing romantic interest in her
0: could this be very talent
1: yeah she starts reminding him of kung fu and he starts uh feeling romantic feelings for her some people wear their fetish on their sleeves i guess
0: Uh, So, there's one scene in the movie that I'm still not sure on. Like, I I think I understand what's going on, but it's a bit weird. Uh, And there's a few chuckles in it, too. But uh, the Team Evil training montage, uh, which is them in a pool.
1: Oh, yeah. The uh, submersion strike or whatever it's called.
0: Yep. With the scientists also underwater for some reason.
1: Yep. I I guess they just had to be nice and close to actually see what was happening. I think the most impressive part about it is not even the scientists underwater, but all the computers underwater as well while yeah. they're doing their science.
2: That's some pretty high-tech stuff there. Either that or lots of hydrophobic coding on the machinery.
0: <laughs> and then uh, they get directed with uh, evil American drugs is, I believe, <laughs> what it yes. is.
1: Yeah, the American drugs are working a lot better than they anticipated. The thing that's most interesting about these evil American drugs, it's like, it's kind of implied that they're steroids because everyone on Team Evil is super strong, but it's clearly not just steroids because also every single member of this team seems to be a master of some form of Shaolin as well. Like, you see them perfectly replicate uh, light, uh, Brother Lightweight's, uh, like, flying jump. You see multiples of them uh, match hook Hookleg's uh, abilities. You see their main striker, whatever is fucking—I don't think we get a name for him—but uh, their striker who can do uh, kicks as strong as Mighty Steel leg. Like. Their goalkeeper who's clearly just a goalkeeper who's really good. <laughs> um,
2: Steel legs shots without even flinching.
1: We don't see anyone try to. Oh no, we do see the one guy uh, mimic uh, Iron Head, but I don't think we see anyone mimic Iron Shirt's abilities oh, because um, I don't know if that's an ability. Unique.
0: I think I think he just is sticky. I think that's his thing.
1: I assume it's just he ate a lot of magnets as a kid, and some for some <laughs> reason the soccer balls in this universe are magnetic.
0: I mean, to yeah. assume it's another universe is probably the simplest way to approach this movie.
1: Uh, it, I, I, I I have ref- seen videos.
2: To- I have I'm seen sorry. videos of uh, like Shaolin practitioners holding, like, pots and things to their stomach just with their abdominal muscles.
1: I still refuse to believe that this movie could take place in our universe.
0: Where's the person on the team that can hold things with their testicles,
2: then? That comes in uh sequel that may <laughs> or may not ever come.
1: Uh, I believe the word you're looking for isn't sequel, but porn parody. <laughs>
2: hmm. You know, I'd like to disagree with you, but uh, for all we know, that may exist.
0: Uh, well, the only thing I can confirm is that Shaolin Soccer 2 does not exist.
2: No. Fortunately or unfortunately, that's up to viewer discretion or viewer decision. But in one way or another, a sequel would definitely enrich the world in some capacity.
0: If there's a sequel, because at the end of this movie, it's everyone does Shaolin now. I want the sequel to be a soccer team that's just regular soccer players that don't do Shaolin.
1: The sequel to this movie, I want it to be about a team of regular plucky individuals who use evil American drugs to beat the Shaolin Soccer League.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Team Evil at the end kind of does just everything that Shaolin can, but uh, quote-unquote better until uh, Mui shows up because they lose not just one, but two of their uh, uh, goalkeepers. Uh, the first one's obviously, uh, Empty Hands, who does, like, you know, the one-on-one try to stop them, catches it, and it ignites and burns off all of his clothes, or just his arms, at the very least. Yep. Yeah. And I, I love how, when they're taken away on the stretcher, he puts the glasses back on. Yeah. Because, <laughs> fuck, this man is so cool.
1: He's kind of a Chad. From a time before the word Chad was a thing.
0: Yeah, and then, uh. In any other action movie, uh, the steel shirt scene is the heroic sacrifice that one of the uh, the characters will make to ensure the rest of the team has a chance.
2: Yeah, because as far as everyone knew, he was the last person on the team and he had to survive the shot to uh, keep the team in the game.
1: Uh, And then E.T. shows up and saves the day after being repeatedly told to go home.
0: I I do enjoy that, like... That was like kind of like the trump card, where she didn't actually do like the same martial arts as all of them, and she was more about redirecting.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and we get a nice little uh, montage with that early on when she's making the sweet rolls and catching pots from third floor, uh, third floor walk-ups.
0: And then we get the tornado finishing move.
1: Yeah, between her and uh, Steel Leg's combo attack, which destroys the stadium. Yep. Kind and, of... and
0: the gatekeepers close. Yep. The joke happens
2: twice. And, and then and... the coach of Team Evil, Hung, is so infuriated and confused that he falls down the stairs and knocks himself unconscious.
0: Now, the thing I find the most interesting about this is that apparently, in this universe, uh, soccer games uh, are perfectly fine with you knocking people out with the soccer balls or removing them from the game. And that doesn't end the game unless you run out of players.
1: Well, I also enjoy how uh, even with his American drugs, Hung's plan was never to win by score more goals. His uh, goal was to win by uh, forcing the other team by forfe- to forfeit by running out of players. I mean, it was a solid plan. Yeah.
2: Uh, helped by the fact that uh, the ref was certainly in uh, Team Evil's pocket. All right. well, well, it's
1: not that he's in Team Evil's pocket, Team the, coach Evil's of Team
2: the, Evil,
1: well, the coach of Team Evil was the commissioner of the league, he just got to set what the rules were, so nothing they did was against the rules.
0: I also like the part where uh, it's like he goes to give the yellow cards, and they steal the card from him.
1: Mm-hmm. And they just punch him in the back of the head and then in <laughs> yeah. the face. Uh, you're not man enough to do that to my face, boom. <laughs> I also enjoyed how there was no payoff to that. Like, it wasn't like they punched him in the face and then one of them got kicked out of the game. It was just, they punched him in the face and then moved on with their day.
2: And then the next time we see the ref, he's all black and blue.
1: Yeah. But yeah, they ended up winning the game, which I'm
0: I'm still not sure if they won the game because they scored the point or because they eliminated all the other players.
1: Probably both. Yeah, it's unclear whether or not the the goal counted. Because, well... They couldn't run
2: out the clock anymore because the other team didn't have any players to play, and they also had the one point. Yeah. Whereas since Team Evil wasn't trying to score, just eliminate players, uh, they didn't have any points.
0: Well, they tried to score, it's just the goalkeepers were really good at kind of stopping it. Yeah, they end up winning, and then we get the newspaper clipping indicating that, you know, Team Evil, uh, coach, or the commissioner, went to jail for five years for American drugs.
2: (laughs) And from soccer.
0: And then at the same time, we also find out that uh, uh, Mui and Steel Leg are now together, or Iron Leg.
1: Yep. They uh, uh, were the world's first ever uh, striker and goalie to get married, uh, according to a news article.
0: Now, the thing I want to mention here is the article thing it shows at the end. What does it say in the English version? Because I ended up, uh, my refresher for watching this was the Chinese version
1: article
0: uh, the one at the end with the headline is it just saying that like the first ever striker and goalkeeper to get married
1: uh yeah i believe so because it the- also talks about how they spread shaolin to the world or something like that
0: <laughs> so the chinese version says that they uh won the shaolin bowling league
1: oh yeah yeah i do remember
2: seeing that too
0: <laughs> i was just like what
2: uh, let me see if i can uh, quickly find it here
0: yeah but, like, it, it says that they won, like, it's a few years after the the soccer tournament, and apparently they've done it with bowling as well.
1: So that's the sequel we never got to see, was Shaolin Bowling.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to check that real kick. Yeah, there is no Shaolin Bowling, unfortunately. So I guess the question for you here, Peter, is, now that you've made it through the movie, what did you think?
1: Uh, I know, any wall-
0: I know me and Matt enjoy the movie.
1: I don't dislike the movie. If I was ever to watch it again, I would skip the first half an hour. <laughs> Maybe even the first hour. I might start with the first official soccer game.
0: <laughs> yeah, because me and Matt have known about this movie for some time now, and uh, we yes. enjoy it. Although I believe Matt was the one who introduced me to it. Was I? I believe so.
1: Oh, yeah. That's my understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Matt's good at uh, introducing people to. Uh, niche movies. I guess niche isn't the right word, but you know what I'm trying to say. He's it, handsome.
0: Uh, this Obsphere. movie is definitely one of those like fun mixtures of like action movie with comedy. Yeah, put in like the premise of like a bunch of shallow monks playing soccer is actually not too bad.
2: Yeah, it it turned out pretty all right. Yeah, I'd certainly like to see a uh, a remake of it.
1: I don't know about that.
2: <laughs> I'd like to see a remake done not seriously, but keeping the same kind of comedic, lighthearted style that this kept.
0: I mean we're pretty much at the point where people are just making, you know, like the ten years after version of the movie and things didn't work out as great as everyone thought it did, and then it's the mm-hmm. redemption story. Thank you, Rocky Balboa.
1: To fair this is essentially just a sports anime except live action, so that's also true. That's just the reason people enjoy it. Because sports animes are enjoyable. You heard it here first from Weeb Peter.
0: (laughs) Are we just going to call you Weeb Peter now? Do I have to update all the logs uh, for the podcast?
1: Uh, We don't need to update the logs. We just need to update the intro. So it's no longer Keith Ramsey joined by Matthew Grace and Peter Akerley. It's Keith Ramsey joined by Matthew Grace and Weeb Peter. (laughs) Um... Was there anything else we wanted to talk about with regards to the movie?
0: Uh, not exactly. Uh, I did have a fun question for uh, you guys and the audience uh, that we kind of already touched on a little bit, but I'd like to hear uh, some more concrete answers.
2: First, sure. before your question, I found that article that, or that heading that was on the billboard at the end of the movie. Okay. Kung fu couple starts a trend towards martial arts achieves the world champion of bowling again.
0: Yeah, again. They've done it twice. Okay, so do you yeah.
1: want to share that image with us, Matt, and then we can upload it to our Instagram account when we post this video? Sure. Or, uh, Instagram uh, podcast—that's the word I'm looking for. This podcast—that's what we do.
0: So the so question. Try
2: to find it again.
0: The question I have for you two is: What sport do you want to see a shallow version of? So, pretty much, I guess the best way to put is if there was another sports movie in this universe, what sport would they be playing?
2: I want to see Shaolin Tennis. I would be because... see Shaolin
1: Basketball. <laughs> <But that's...
2: laughs> That'd be a good one. Shaolin Tennis, I think, would be interesting because, like, at first, soccer's obviously a good pick because, you know, kicking a ball. It's lots of leg movement. Uh... You wouldn't think so much for tennis, but you know, tennis racket. They could do stuff with the uh, weapons.
0: The interesting know, thing is uh, because Peter made the comment of it's just a soccer anime with live action people doing martial arts. I, as soon as this, you're getting like saying, you know, Shallon tennis match or Shall in basketball. I just think of like you know, Prince of Tennis or Slam Dunk or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much how I got my answer was. What's a good sports anime I would like to see a live action version of? Oh, slam dunk. Yeah, that's my choice. That's literally how my brain worked for your question.
0: Actually um, I, I got I got a fun one here. Oh. Shallon competitive tag.
2: Ooh.
1: You know what's weird? When Shallon I was thinking When I was thinking of sports uh, that they could do a Shaolin version of, Tag was one of the ones that crossed my mind. And then I was like, Tag's not really a sport, though, so I don't know if I can say that. But Tag is legitimately one of the ones I considered answering. Yeah, there is
0: competitive Tag leagues, and they are beautiful to watch.
1: Sure. Um,
0: Or a Shaolin, uh, like Gladiator, like a TV show thing. Yeah, Americanized Shaolin wipeout. Shaolin wipeout. I mean, that's pretty much Ninja Warrior.
1: Yeah, America's greatest Ninja Warrior or Takeshi's Castle. That movie, that show. If you go back and watch it now, is just terrible. Oh no, not Takeshi's Castle. I'm thinking of uh, Most Extreme Elimination, which was uh,
0: Takeshi's Castle,
1: which was Takeshi's Castle, but Americanized, and the dub is what made it terrible. Oh yeah, Takeshi's Castle is still great. Oh
0: yeah. Oh god, now I want to go watch Takeshi's Castle again.
1: Yeah. Alright, so uh, that is my answer to your question.
0: I'll accept it.
1: Yeah, uh, final answer Shaolin Takeshi's Castle.
0: (laughs) Shaolin Jeopardy.
1: Nice. Wait, Shaolin Jeopardy? (laughs) oh fuck i don't know why that's the one that broke my brain but
0: uh I, i'm more curious about that you said nice and then you started laughing afterwards when you realized which makes me worried that you don't actually listen to what i'm saying at all in this
1: you're right keith that would be a good idea wait what did you say <laughs> um i don't know i listen to like 70 percent of what you say if that makes you feel better
0: <laughs> it makes me feel 70 percent better
1: there we go i can live with 70 um passing grade
0: Okay, so with that done, then we move into to see if anyone correctly uh, guessed what the next episode was going to be. Or not the last episode, but uh, what did you want to see in the last Airbender movie if they continued? And the answer for this one was from Hannah J. Do you want to guess, Peter?
1: Uh, Mothman, maybe?
0: You got it! It was Mothman! That's what they were Hive!
2: mothbending
1: to be fair that wasn't even based off of uh hana jade's personality or the way she submits answers to our questions i just also really would have liked to have seen mothman in the future seasons of the avatar the airbender series so good to know that she feels the same way
0: and now matt i do have to uh, ask a clarifying question here what is mothbending specifically
2: um upon further reflection of what i just said i think mothman would actually be an earthbender Because dust, there's lots of, uh, uh, earth is very dusty. I can
0: accept that. I like that answer.
2: Good job.
1: I prefer to think of uh, moth bending as not even a form of bending like fire bending or air bending. It's literally just what sadistic kids do when they catch a moth and literally (laughs) just bend it in half.
0: Okay, then. I mean, I I think that says more about you two uh, with your varying answers.
1: I don't think so. I think uh, and me and Matt Mothman... are both perfectly well-adjusted people, and you can learn nothing from us about our answers. That was Mothman phrase-
2: could also technically be an airbender, but then the series wouldn't make very much sense, because
1: uh... What if Mothman was the last airbender and Ong wasn't shit? Sorry, Ang Ong? Ong on in the
2: live action.
1: Ong, right. Yeah, I got confused because like I know I'm saying that wrong, but am I saying it wrong on purpose or not? I can't tell. Actually,
2: uh,
0: uh, there, there's something I heard recently, and it's uh, the person who's going to be in the Shang-Chi movie uh, has stated the official pronunciation of how it's supposed to be said, and apparently it is Shang-Chi, which, I mean, going to Ong is not too far of a leap, honestly. So maybe we're wrong.
2: No, We're not.
0: We'll never know.
1: Damn it. So I tried to Google that tweet to see if I could track it down. Uh, and so I Googled Shang-Chi pronunciation, but I accidentally hit enter, enter after Shang-Chi P-R-O-N uh, <laughs> and just got a whole bunch of Shang-Chi porn up in my computer. Which is annoying, because I didn't want that for another like two or three days until I've seen the movie. Why did
0: you hit it that early?
1: I It was a fucking typo, man. I fat-fingered enter.
0: A typo or reflex
1: uh typo not even typo really I guess it was kind of a reflex because you know how you hit enter when it's like auto completing yeah. uh, and it'll like finish the answer for you uh, so I assumed P-R-O-N would be enough to get pronunciation uh, and uh, apparently it wasn't I needed to type out pronun for it to get to pronunciation and if you just type in P-R-O-N it assumes you misspelled porn <laughs> That's or right. at least it assumes I misspelled porn
2: 10 out of 10.
0: <laughs> well, anyways, well, how do they pronounce it? it is according to the internet.
1: Uh, it does look like Shang-Chi, according to Kevin Feige, uh, is the one who started off the pronunciation of it as Shang-Chi on, uh, or not even Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi on uh, the set. And then a lot of the actors started following Feige's lead and calling it Shang-Chi as well.
0: Well, it's either the greatest prank ever or uh, we're all wrong.
2: Well, we'll see what they go with in the movie.
1: I hope they uh, flip back and forth between them with no explanation.
2: Well, I'm going to trust whatever Ben
0: Kingsley says.
1: Yeah, once again, it all comes down to Ben Kingsley.
0: Because he is the father of uh, Shang-Chi.
1: Or Shang-Chi. Timu Liu. He's his father. Not in the real world, but I don't know. Maybe Ben Kingsley got around. Who knows?
0: That is Ben Kingsley. I wouldn't put it past him.
1: He's a very attractive young man. Or at least he was uh, at the time that. Uh... I'm going to stop talking about the insemination <laughs> of the uh, actor. Uh, did we have any other uh, comments that we need to address?
0: Nope. So that was all the comments. So I guess the only thing left now is what would you guys recommend to the listeners?
1: Let's start with Matthew.
2: Okay. So I don't have a recommendation in the traditional sense, because I couldn't really think of any. So I, to, to make up for that, have two different suggestions. Because the suggestion there, are, there are two two different movies that I am interested in watching. So the first, first one... That's the
1: difference between a recommendation and a suggestion. A recommendation is something you have seen, okay. and a suggestion is something you haven't.
2: No, I just can't think of a better word to use than suggestion.
1: Okay. Well, what's your suggestions? Well, first up is Kung Fu Hustle.
2: Which, okay. from my knowledge, is a martial arts comedy movie. Yep. That uh, yep. people I know who have seen it absolutely love the movie. And it was also directed by the same person who directed Shaolin Songer, Soccer, uh, Stefan Cho. Also starred in both movies. And Stephen Chow. Yes, Stephen Chow. Yep. <clears throat> and then the second movie is uh, called Shaolin Girl. Which is heavily inspired by Shaolin soccer, except this time it is a women's uh, lacrosse team.
0: I hope it's the same, definitely not an all-girls team that we saw in this movie.
2: Ooh. Maybe, maybe not.
1: Oh, I hope they do the reverse of it. And like the team that the Shaolin girl team faces off in the semifinals is an all-male team just pretending to be women, but it's never addressed as them being all-male. It's just a bunch of male actors pretending to be women.
2: I will also say that this movie, one of the names listed as being produced by is, once again, Stephen Cho. Uh,
0: So I am going to recommend uh, a movie that's kind of in a similar vein known as Balls of Fury.
1: Oh, Balls of Fury is a fantastic movie.
0: So it's the same concept of martial arts being used in a weird way, and this t- case, it's a table tennis tournament, and it's got very res uh, not Evil, or very Mortal Kombat vibes to it, such as sudden yeah. death matches where the loser dies. Oh my god! Yeah, they
1: wear suits of electrified armor, and if they manage to score a point on you, then the electricity courses through your suit, and it keeps racking up in power until you've uh, allowed enough points to die. Uh, I believe the climactic sequence involves them playing table tennis without a table.
0: Yeah, because the table tennis is not just about the table, it's about the tennis as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, also, did I mention that uh, Christopher Walken is the villain?
1: Oh, you did, oh but God.
0: you should have. Yeah, Terry Crews is also in it.
2: Intriguing.
0: I highly recommend it. If you, if you haven't seen it, watch it.
1: No uh, and then my recommendation... Uh, similar vein, but slightly different vein, uh, is uh, Dodgeball. The movie about people with weird specific powers uh, playing a sport, except the sport is Dodgeball.
0: Or being a pirate.
1: or uh, Yeah, not even weird specific powers, just being a pirate. Batting a treasure chest full of gold. It's a good movie. Uh, One probably everyone's already seen, but too bad. Watch it again.
2: may have seen it. Though I don't remember a pirate being in it.
1: <laughs> One of the members of the Average Joe, Average Joe's, his name is Steve and he dresses up like a pirate. And then in the finale, he stops dressing like a pirate because he was given a stern talking to about the fact that he always dresses like a pirate and he's not really a pirate. Uh, but then at the end of the movie, they try and coerce him back into being a pirate because you should celebrate what makes you different.
0: You might also recognize him as Wash from Firefly Serenity.
1: Sure. It's Alan Tudyak, in case that's unclear.
0: Well, with that, I think it's about time to wrap up. So make sure to follow us on Instagram. You can see the podcast on all podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, word of mouth is definitely the best way to get the podcast out to other people. Uh, so we do ask that you do that. It would be very appreciated. If you'd like to email us or suggest an episode, you can also reach out to us at whatismypodcastabout at gmail.com that is spelt the way words normally are. So, make sure to join us in a fortnight, uh, when we will be covering our next topic.
1: Uh Right, I was uh, supposed to be the one who suggested that topic. Oh, fuck, what was I going to say? Um Oh yeah, this is the one where they uh, fix all the mistakes with Iron Man 3. Uh, sorry, I legitimately forgot that I was supposed to be giving a hint.
0: That's the one with uh, the uh, 10 Ben Kingsley's, right?
1: Yeah, 10 Ben Kingsley's. Um. And uh it, it'll be good.
0: <laughs> you seem so sure about that.
1: I am confident it'll be good. I'm really looking forward to it. But like, I don't know. I'm still a little bit exhausted from last night watching this <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs>